Ian. Dave. How you doing, buddy? I am great. I'm especially excited for this episode. Yes. So here on the Apex Adjacent Podcast, where I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. Yes. Tonight, we're going to... This is a very special episode of the podcast. We're going to talk about a press car that we had, a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 4XE. Right, the four by E, I think is what they four by E. So yeah. it's the plug-in hybrid four-cylinder turbo boy Jeep, right? Yes. So that's what yes. tonight's show is going to be all about, right? Absolutely, and we have wow, a lot of thoughts and things to say about it. Um, and the best way for us to do that is to talk about an entirely different Jeep <laughs> first. Okay. 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 All right. So. Because we had basically two chances to kind of interact with, with the 4xE. We interacted with it first um, at a press event where the, we had a bunch of other press cars. Yes. Um, and and then we got a, kind of like a subsequent few days with it uh, a, a few weeks later. So at that press event, we drove back to back with the 4xE. We drove a Jeep... Uh, Wrangler Rubicon um, 392. So this yes. is the, 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 the Wrangler with the V8 in it. Yep. The big and, V8, right? Yep. Yep. And the, it's amazing how different these cars are. They, they feel totally different. You feel totally different driving them. And I think the contrast between the two says a lot about what we want to say about the four by E. You're right. You're right. right? Yes. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, because, and, and the thing that I've been, you know, we've been trying to figure out the angle that we want to take with talking about these. Cause you know, by the time we get a press car, you know, where everybody else has told you how it drives and how much gas mileage it's going to get and how big the backseat is and all that sort of stuff. So we, like to try to like think of some other angle to talk about and and the thing that i keep coming back to is how long the idea of the jeep has been with us yeah and how like how many kind of iterations of like what it means to be a jeep owner we've gone through right you know like back in the day i mean the, it has started out as a as a war machine, like as a, as a mm -hmm. thing that the military drove. And then it was sort of like a thing that like weirdo outdoorsy people had. And then, you know, it was Barbie's car and right. now they're most, they're very often seen with like Punisher blue lives matter stickers on them. And like the angry eyes, right? Right. Like the, it gets pushed around more than any other car that I can really think of. Yeah. It, it gets pushed around by cultural headwinds more than anything I, I, else that I, that's been on sale. You know what? What else has been uh, the car of the main character in the movie Clueless, and also associated with like you know, like like you said, angry eye grills, right? Like yeah, it's it's really like I've like we talk about like the kind of spectrum of ownership of some cars. Like we talked about that, like in because Infinity sees like a pretty broad spectrum, right? Um, and some, first owner to third owner <laughs> is a very different demographic, yeah. right? Right, and like um. 
some cars have like a very kind of shallow or like very narrow down spectrum, right? Like sure. STIs, right? Mm-hmm. But like you're you're spot on in that the Wrangler, like specifically Jeep Wranglers, I think have yeah. such a crazy broad spectrum of ownership, right? It, you see people from all walks of life that have like owned a Jeep or currently own a Jeep in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's also one that I think, you know, really like the, the customization and the spec you ordered and mm-hmm. all these other things, you know, subconsciously, I think people make judgments about the person driving the car. I mean, obviously people do that all the time with cars, but it's interesting with Jeep because you know, because it is such a broad spectrum of ownership and there are so many different flavors that you can get it in. Right. And the thing that I think kept leaping out to to us with the 392 is that the Jeep is already, just any Jeep is not like a subtle automobile, right? Like right. it's not, right. it's not blending in really or <laughs> right. anything. And the 392 is just so shouty. Yes. Like, audibly visually everything it's just it's a little too much i think um, right and then and then the drive the four by e right afterwards it was like a breath of fresh air because it was like oh this is fun but right. also i'm not like making everyone else deal with it it's not, right. it's, it's fun at no one else's expense. Right, right. Like it doesn't seem like it's borderline antagonistic to the rest of the automotive populace, right? Yes, exactly. And, and a thought that I kind of had about like the 392 versus the 4XE, um, I, like that, uh, the... So the 392, like the gearing is very low, right? Mm-hmm. Like it has tons of grunt. You're not going to like burn off the line or anything like that. Like it is a V8 that's geared for like rock crawling. It is not like a Hellcat, right? It is like, it is very torquey, very low end, very V8. And when we drove it, I said it was the most truck. It's more truck like than any truck I've driven in the last like 10 years right yeah mm-hmm. and i i think that like when a vehicle like the 392 like if we kind of like remove like the aggro anti- antagonistic like stuff for a second to just like let's let's put that on the shelf right because okay. like right yeah. okay so that's yeah. that's there right and uh-huh. um like the the more the more a vehicle is designed to excel in a specific space right like rock crawling right Mm -hmm. the less that that vehicle is tolerable in other spaces right the less it's good in in other spaces right sure and and conversely the the opposite is true right the more vehicles that a vehicle can just kind of pass in the less spaces it can excel in Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so kind of automotive ownership is largely for, for individuals, should they choose to do so, it's it's about finding the vehicle that kind of makes the compromises in the places that you want it to, right? Like mm-hmm. your R thirty two, right, is very um very low. It's not happy on Denver urban roads, but on the track it's a little beast and I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Right. 
And yeah. mine Lexus LS, right? It's super comfortable, crushes miles, right? But I wouldn't track it, right? right. It'd be hilarious if I did, but I'm, I'm not going to track it, right? It doesn't work in that space. So we, we make these compromises. And that, like that 392, like it's so focused on that kind of like rock crawling, d- dune, desert dune stuff that I, I just didn't have any fun with it when I was driving it, right? And I have to say, it was me that was driving it because somebody actually chose not to. Yeah, I just didn't, I felt like from the passenger seat, like I got it, you know, like right. I've driven Wranglers. This one has a big loud engine. Right. I kind of got it. And like, I didn't, the, the, the hood line, just everything just had me up. Like, right. yeah. I'm a, I'm on my guard. And what's so funny about what you're talking about, what you're describing with like the compromises that you make and stuff is that this is essentially the same trim level. I mean, it's the same trim level that the four by E is that we drove because they're right. both, they're both uh, Rubicons. Rubicons. Right. Um, and I think for whatever reason that it's the, the hybrid drivetrain. Yeah. And and the the little the little four cylinder is which is a damn delight, uh, just completely changes the character of the car. So you don't it like irons out those compromises that you're making of like you know you're I don't know for me at least I was like playing with the, the hybrid drive modes and like planning out when I'm going to use the electric motor and, uh-huh. and and all of that and I wasn't and I think it also helped that. I didn't think other people saw me as an aggro asshole. <laughs> okay. Know? Okay. Sure. I think that was a, that's a big part of it. I just don't, I don't feel comfortable in cars that are seen as aggro asshole cars. And I, for whatever reason, this probably says well, way more about me than it does the car, but like I couldn't untangle that. I couldn't un- untangle the angry eyes, Punisher, blue lives matter stickers from that from the 392 right right but the 4 by e seems like a completely different beast right 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 and right i mean they're essentially the same <laughs> they're essentially the same car it, 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 essentially like they have the same capabilities right but i think that mm-hmm. they go about delivering those capabilities in a completely different way right yeah. and i think that that's kind of like the piece that like it comes down to with the 4 by e and you know, I'm I'm going to stop sharing pictures of the 392 because I, I think we we get it, right? Um, but I'll I'll start sharing some pictures of of the uh, four by e. So, um, it, it, like the like where it kind of rounds out that those kind of hard edges of the 392 is like the plug-in hybrid drivetrain is a hoot accelerating like it's yeah. it's so much more fun to drive like yeah it's some work on the highway to keep it moving in a straight line it's a fr- yeah. you're you're driving a refrigerator box okay so like there's that right yeah big yeah, mistake it's still a jeep like at 70 miles an hour you are driving you're, <laughs> right. not, you're not just cruising you're driving the car to make sure it stays going the direction you want it to go yeah you have fine, things you to do yeah yeah <laughs> right right you're busy yeah right but like it 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 doesn't soften those edges per se like it just does things a little bit like differently right and like and we can talk about like 
plug in hybrid drivetrains because it it's a, my mind is going in the direction that they're just complete game changers and I'm such a huge fan yeah. of them lately right yeah. you know the Toyota RAV4 that we we had was like just kicked me in the gut when it came to like accepting that like I can enjoy a RAV4 right and it was right. because of that drivetrain but like the then you give us a, a Wrangler Rubicon with a plug-in hybrid where we get to choose when we use the battery and yeah. like it's so it's so fun it's yeah. fun we had a good time mm-hmm. you know i i thought of another while you were talking i just thought of another analogy to describe these two cars and it really kind of goes back to what you're saying about like the way that it goes about it does the same things right right but it does it in just a way that's a little more restrained in a way right you, right despite like the bright blue accents and the right right all the shouting about being a hybrid and all that like it's it's a carding analogy right so you know when you go when you go to a a, a rental cart place there's always the guy the and it's always a dude who's like super aggro mm-hmm. and like on the slow lap on the slow out lap yeah. tries to pass everybody and is crashing into people and you know before they get in the car he's like super loud and obnoxious his racer name's always like ricky bobby or something right right you know and then i think of uh our good buddy matt murphy who will go to a cart place in his you know suit and tie from work right right who is a quiet person he's fairly soft he's like soft-spoken dude and then just fucking annihilate everybody <laughs> but just and just do it without shouting about it you know right. and that right and this is the same way like literally i did an off-road trail with this thing uh with the whole family right um right and uh you can put it in electric mode when you're off-roading um and and like four low works uh, low range four wheel drive works in electric mode, which is fucking great. <laughs> it's so awesome because I'm a bear. I'm not a, like a super confident off roader. Right, anything. we just haven't done much off roading. Right, right. Yeah. I I know enough. I've done enough off roading to know that I'm not going to get myself into a crazy situation because all of these cars are way more capable than I am. Right, right. right. Like than right. I than than you think they are. And this thing, like. I picked like an easy moderate trail or whatever and it was it was not even breaking a sweat but being able to like hear the tires and uh you know really easily communicate with someone who's spotting for you and all of that stuff because there's no noise right other than the tires scrabbling for grip right um and a gentle just, breeze right yeah right yeah. and i mean a million questions from the children in the back but <laughs> It, I mean, it was it was just so fantastic, and like the torque was obviously just instant, right? 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 So, and it was you didn't even think about it, like in low range and electric mode, it was like a game changer, like a revelation, like it's the best off roading thing I've ever done. Right? Um, it was so cool. Yeah. And, but the thing is, with in I could have done that same trail on the three ninety two. Right. But I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much, honestly. I think it would have been uh, more difficult to like modulate the throttle and 
do all those things and it would have been louder or would have felt self-conscious about it. Right. There you go. And this was just, it was just a joy. It was just fun. Right. Now I, I think about like when I used to go road cycling, I haven't been road cycling for a while. Right. My goal is to be like the road cyclist that nobody ever sees. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I'm, I'm, blended with traffic. Like I follow all the rules. I'm not an asshole. Right. And so like you kind of stealth your way through and you're safe and everybody's good. Right. Yeah. You know, you wear your bright colors and and you're solid. Right. Versus like the cyclist that's like, you know, like making like deliberately riding like to, you know, side by side, not single file. Like, you know, like the road is just as much ours as it is your, like that kind of stuff. Right. Like being noisy and existing in the space is being very different than just like existing in the space. And, and it's directly correlated to the quantity of enjoyment I get out of it. Right. I don't need other people to know that I'm on the trail. I don't need the exhaust of like a giant V8 echoing off the Canyon walls when I'm scrabbling up the rocks. Right. You know, that's just not what I'm looking for. Like when I'm on the racetrack or like in a tunnel, sure. I want to hear some beefy exhaust. Cool. Okay. Like that's the setting for it. Right. But the setting for the, for a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, like I don't want to be a nuisance and like, I want an opportunity to see some wildlife. I don't want to scare them yeah. away with a big V8, right? You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and and that was the other thing that we were we kept commenting on when we were doing this. It's like, oh, this is because you know, when you're when you're a hiker primarily, yeah. like we are, like we, we go out and go hiking and camping and stuff. You know, the the off-road trails are sort of a nuisance if you're by them. Yeah. Because they're yep. everything's loud and you know, they don't they're usually not like they're not always like the most conscientious campers and stuff like that. And this just felt like, oh, this is a way that you could do this and feel like you're being respectful and, and you know, enjoying nature and not like destroying it as you're doing it. Exactly. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, my wife and I took it uh, through Rocky Mountain National Park. We did Trail Ridge Road. Um, yeah. Yeah. We had a, a, a fantastic time. It was gorgeous up there. Um, yeah. And it just at altitude, a turbo, like it's perfect. You know, we had yeah. the windows down a little bit, you know, it was pretty chilly and like it just got us to the place where we wanted to be. No muss, no fuss, like up the yeah. switchbacks and everything on the road. It was fine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it does really well on those roads too. Like, yeah. I mean, it was it was surprising how well it did. the The other thing too is that you know we keep talking about how restrained it is. I I should be clear. This thing makes hilarious noises. Yeah, yeah. Like right. between the electric motor and the turbo noises, there's like a lot of induction noise and and that sort of stuff. But it again, it feels more like it's it's for you. You know, right. it's like, right. it's not, it's not directed at people. Right. Like the 392 feels like it is. And the angry eyes bullshit and all that. Um, this just feels like it's fun for you. It's, right. You know, right. Cause you're the only one hearing the turbo noises and the electric motors and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it makes hilarious noises. Yeah. Yeah. 
my I, like my wife's take on a vehicle, especially when we get a press vehicle, I think is always really interesting, right? Because like she loved the Rav Four plug in hybrid, mm-hmm. uh, she loved this Wrangler Rubicon. To think that like my Lexus RX 450h driving wife like yeah. loved a Wrangler Rubicon, like and like you saw the enthusiasm in her face when we talked about it, right? Like yeah, you know, yeah, she was into it, you know. Yeah, hated yeah, the Miata. I, yeah, Jenny was the same way. She did not like the Miata, but she loved this. And, yeah. And she kind of has a complicated history with Jeeps and okay. Jeep stuff and all that sort of stuff, too. But, like, I, I think, I don't know. There, it, this thing just has a feel about it that is different than the other Wranglers that are around right now. And it it's not, it's not deniable. Like, it has... A personality that's yeah. just infectious and, right yeah it really is right yeah. yeah yeah it feels like it is genuinely up for anything and it like it makes us like it makes the i'm sure it you, for you as well it makes me reflect back on like things that i saw about jeeps when i was a kid that made jeeps seem fun Right, like yeah. the Jeep Hot Wheels, the Stomper trucks. Remember Stompers? Well, the, the Power Wheels. Yeah, you know, the- right. Power Wheels, remote control cars, like going over like stuff. You know, like all of that. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it made me think of like all of the fun things that like are, are encapsulated in whenever you just see that grill, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's 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 fun, and I think that, and that this this is going to bring me back to the 392 and like when we were talking about the agri stuff yeah you know so much of car culture is wrapped up in like like weird ideas of masculinity and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff and i feel like you know if you are self-consciously like putting out there i'm a dude i'm a dude i'm a dude (laughs) this is what that means right? right then you're not having fun you're not like living outside of yourself and just like letting you right. know, letting things happen, right, and having fun, <laughs> right. The, <laughs> that, those those cycles could be allocated elsewhere, right? Right. If you if you have to constantly evaluate, like, oh, does are people seeing me in this way? Then that's that's not just living your life, right? Right. And I and I think that this is, you know, it's very like because it doesn't. It's not trying so hard to project some particular image. Um, I think it is just fun. Right. I'm gonna be really upset when somebody puts a fucking angry eyes wheel on this. <laughs> but you know, right. it's great. I, I I'm so into it. I love it so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It it's something that like I I think about a lot. Like I think about driving it. I think about. Like it's, it's, it's way more refined than it has any right to be when it comes to like the interior accoutrement, mm-hmm. right? Like all of that stuff. Like it's, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. Like it makes me smile. Right. Yeah. I, I honestly, it's my favorite press car we've ever had. Right. Um, right. You know, I think including some of the like crazy sports cars that we've driven and all that sort of stuff. I just like the way that this is like pushing back against sort of the way that the culture around a car is. Yeah. And, um, and this sort of moment that we're in right now and just the way that it like threads the needle with like 
it's like a storied brand that is doing hybrid, right? But right. it's not, I don't think there was that much tied up in that four liter straight six. I think people kind of like lived with that. Right. You right, know? Right. And there's, but like that wasn't the central part of the Jeep was the, wasn't the engine. Right. It was the Jeep. Right. And so it doesn't feel like a betrayal when you, when you move away from that and move to a more modern drivetrain. So they have that leeway to do that. And they just did it in just like a really great, like pretty flawless way. Yeah. Right. Like it would be something that would be easy to kind of like try to minimize. Right. And I think that Jeep kind of initially did that with the, with the, um, with the turbo Wrangler, right. Or Mm -hmm. when they started, um, I think it was when they were still FCA at the time, uh, they were, they were calling their system a mild hybrid, right. They were kind of like trying to like, yeah. And and the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to soft walk that in because they knew that their demographic associated that with Prius drivers and that their demographic just wanted to roll coal on those people. Right. They're like, what? Like I've got a hybrid. Like, fuck no, you know? Right. Like, so like, they're just, they're just trying to like bring that in like really gently, like, Oh, it's a mild hybrid, you know, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a mild hybrid, you know? And this, like, this is like the way that they adopted this, like they're just letting it be. They're like, look, it's really freaking good. We're putting bright blue stripes on it. You're going to be able to see that it's the plug-in hybrid from a mile out. We're freaking owning it. We're out and loud. Here it is. Deal with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I cannot wait until there's like a full electric version of this thing because I think it's going to be fantastic. Right. Um, yeah, I I really really loved every second with this thing. Like, I mean, it's very expensive. Uh huh. Is yeah. is the one big sort of drawback to it? But you know, I think it's it's honestly worth it. Like, it's it's the only one of these that I would get. Yeah, like it's it, the only Jeep that I would get, mm-hmm. and I would honestly I would get this over the Bronco. Uh huh. Yeah, me too. It's just, it's that good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's a reason that these things are crazy popular right now, right? Right. Like, um, yeah, it was just fantastic. The infotainment system is still the best of the the major automakers. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I think that like when we, when you get a Jeep like this, that like rounds off those soft edges, like. Or rounds off those kinds of edges or or repackages the capabilities in that kind of more digestible pill like that, like it goes against like so many of those things that we've like we've seen about kind of Jeepness where it's like, you know, like a little cultish, right? Yes. Let's let's get into that. Right. So like. You know, like largely Jeeps, like it is seen as a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the closest probably to Harley ownership. You know, te- maybe Tesla aside. Well, yeah, uh, like Tesla. Yeah, the, yeah, that's a whole other thing. That is a l- like, actual legitimate cult. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, th- th- I always tease my you know coworkers or friends or whatever. They get into Harleys about like. 
you know, oh, now you have to replace your entire fucking wardrobe, right. you know, because it's right. it's it's amazing. It's a you know, someone buys a Harley and then their entire wardrobe is Harley shit. Right, uh, right, yeah. And, you can't not buy the jacket. Right, you gotta have a t at least one t shirt. Right, um, and Jeep stuff is like it's not quite to that level, but there is quite a bit of that, right? Right, and. You know, like there's the Jeep Wave and all that stuff, which the Jeep I Wave. Yep. Refuse to do. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Yes. I just feel like, you know, like there's that George Carlin bit about not joining groups because then before you know it, you're wearing hats. And once you start wearing, <laughs> once you start wearing hats, uh-huh. that's when the trouble starts. Uh-huh. Like I, I think about that bit all of the time. <laughs> and I had somebody with angry eyes and a Punisher logo on his Jeep, try to give me a Jeep wave. And uh-huh. I just stared at him. <laughs> just stared. Right. And he tried like three times. He like caught up to me and like gave me a Jeep wave. And I just stared at him. Blank stare. Uh-huh. Nothing. Gave him nothing. Of course. Felt, like you I are felt good doing it. You're so good at doing that. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the yeah. opposite of acting. It's right. Yeah. And I don't. I, I don't like the Jeep Wave thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that Ian, yeah. who hates any kind of obligation foisted upon him by society, mm-hmm. right, doesn't like the Jeep Wave. Yeah, it's I, dumb. I find it really hard to believe. I actually waved at a few people and cho- chose to not wave at a few as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I. I I also think that this goes back to our conversation about like how the nature of like compromise in a car and stuff, because back in the day when people started doing the Jeep way back in like, the I don't know, I don't know, whenever the fuck they started doing it, but say 30, 40 years ago or whenever it started, Jeeps were kind of shitty, right? right. Like right. they were tractors that you took up tractor hills they they weren't good road going vehicles and so you were recognizing like a little bit of game recognized game like oh you've made sacrifices in your life right right do this hobby right counterculture recognizing counterculture right right you know and and i think that you know now they're so good Uh and the the cross-section of ownership is so large that it doesn't have any meaning anymore. It's not like you're not making sacrifices in your life to own a Jeep, really. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. They're not like going to tip over and kill you on, a, on the highway like right. they used to. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Right. You, you know, and like, I think that like when we see a lot, like the Jeep owners project that stuff like a lot, like they project the things that kind of like, that show like the wave is like a projection, right? I'm yeah. a Jeep. I'm recognizing you as another Jeep, right? That kind of like outward Jeep projection. And one thing that I thought of, I, I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, it was the fever dreams podcast by the daily beast. It talks about um, the uh, right wing movements and like the radical right and how destructive it is to, um, you know, 
everything right um but yeah 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 waves hands wildly um so but they had an author on that on that wrote a book called cult ish i can't remember her her name i should have should have written that down but she was talking about uh QAnon and cult behaviors right and she touched on everything from like multi-level marketing schemes to crossfit yeah. to you know uh to nexium yeah. and and QAnon, all that kind of stuff right because it's all a big spectrum of cult stuff right and she had she she mentioned a term that i had never heard before because i'm not very bright when it comes to this kind of stuff but she said that a lot of cults use what are called thought terminating clichés right and so it is it, it's a piece of language that is designed by people in those groups and used as a defense mechanism when any kind of like criticism, whether it be valid or not, kind of comes their way. Right. Yeah. And I instantly thought of like the wheel covers that you always see or stickers that say like, it's a Jeep thing you wouldn't understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're, they're meant to be conversation enders. You're exactly right. Right. Like, yeah. like I'm here, you're there. Like, and that's where it's going to stay. Right. Yeah. Unless yeah. you come around to me. These are everywhere in modern life. Right. <laughs> right. Way. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. all. Yeah. They're all over. Like uh, QAnon folks will say, trust the plan, whatever, you know, yeah. all of their crazy manifestations or ideas never manifest. Um, and, and it exists stu- stuff. It, the author gave an example of like it being very pragmatic that we hear in daily life. Like when people say, oh, boys will be boys. Right. That's yeah. a thought terminating cliche. It's just like, I don't want to talk about this kid's shitty behavior anymore. Yeah. You know, like conversation over. Right. Well, and not to not to climb up on my particular soapbox that I love, but thank you for your service is one of those. There you go. That's you a go. conversational one where I'm giving you all of the information you need to know right. <laughs> about what I think about you. And I don't need or want to know anything more from you. Right. And actually, it like often puts somebody in an awkward position when they hear that. Right. Like when they're on the receiving end of a thought terminating cliche. Right. That's it's Mm -hmm. weird. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like I I was thinking about like there is that kind of portion of of Jeep owners that like and, and it's okay that like people make like Jeep ownership part of their identity. Right. That's like like I. A, a, a big old man Lexus is part of my identity, right? For a mm. while, a Sobvigan was, and it always will be, right? You know, right. you and your little track monster, you know, it's part of your identity, right. right? Like these are the things we like and we embody them, right? Yeah. But I think that when we get, when folks get to the side of, of like embodying those kinds of traits, like that end up in a kind of like us versus them or kind of like, draw these lines between groups right where they say like it's a jeep thing you wouldn't understand or you know like the angry aggro eyes like i am very here and i'm making the statement well you know and if you're over there then fuck off right like those those kinds of things go very strongly against like how i feel about the 4xe or 4xe 
because it's so approachable and I feel like you could put so many different people inside of it that all of those kinds of things don't apply. Like it's it's a Jeep thing you wouldn't understand, like goes completely away because like you give somebody the keys to that in 10 minutes and they're going to have a smile on their face. But when you give them the keys to a Wrangler or a Rubicon 392, that is definitely like somebody needs to use that kind of language to continue to justify that ownership, right? Right. And and it goes back to the like kind of my first point, I think, of like it's it I cannot get my head around how different these cars are. Yeah. Being so similar. They're both and, Wrangler Rubicons, right? They're right. both Wrangler Rubicons. Of the same generation. Right. right. And but but they exist, I think I feel like in totally different parts of the culture. Yeah. And they're just having a different conversation with the people around them. And it, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a really cool and it, and it, and also it really points to like the different ways that people see Jeep and Wranglers specifically. Like it's, it's the only car that I can think of, you know, like the Miata comes close, maybe the Mustang, Uh um, that's been around for so long and has had so many different lives, like cultural lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of them exist at the same time. Cause I think there are still people who see them as Barbie's car and there are still people who yeah. see them as the agro Jeep thing. And some people see them as military vehicles and like all these, and some people see them as ho- hobby things. Right. Um, and they're, they're all rattling around in everybody's head at once. And whichever one of these like ends up speaking to you while you're driving it, it's not wrong. Right. It's just, you know, it's a mirror, right? It's, it's telling you where you are. And, and I think that we enjoyed the four by E much more than 392 obviously says a lot more about like, which one of those things were, you know, which one of those like loose screws rattling around in there. Right. Uh, is more important, you know? Right. And I think just the outright like joy and sort of sidestepping some of the more like icky parts of Jeep culture that we don't like, um, appeals to us. Yeah. And I could, and I think that's why this car has a much broader appeal than say the 392. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I would like to submit some evidence into this trial. Okay. Now, Dave has warned me that he has a bit involving showing pictures of my dumb face. <laughs> so, and I, I think I, I don't want to vilify the 392 any anymore, right? Because it it exists. Okay, right. I I have the four by E. I'm happy, right? Yeah. But I, I would like to call out just. I think if people listen to the show. You, maybe you've listened to us a bunch before. You you get a feel for what us idiots are all about, what we do, right? You know yeah. us. You're our buddies, right? We're friends, okay? You're, you're hanging out in the virtual blanket fort with us, okay? So you, you know us, right? Okay. Ian, this is a, a section of Ian and my faces. When we were driving the 392, Okay. All right. I would like to submit. You took some great pictures, by the way. Thank you. Um, I would like to submit exhibit A. 
Okay. This is you like really trying to figure out like what this thing is all about. You're obviously not happy to be where you are, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any comment about this uh this face. Uh look at this blank stare. <laughs> You're just it, mentally you've gone into your mind palace and you want to be in another car. Someone gave me a Jeep wave just then. <laughs> staring at the I would like to point out this one when this is when you were specifically mentioning the price of the 392. You remember how much that was? It was $63,000. The 392? Yeah. Oh no, that's what the 4xe was, right? Right. Oh. The 392 was over 90 grand. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Ben, this is the thing. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a terrible picture. <laughs> now this, right? I think that this says a lot, okay? All right. This is when I had to stop to pee because I always do, right? Mm -hmm. What did you do? I uh, was checking my phone to see if I could find an answer of why my hair looked like that. Your hair was fine. It was windblown. We were outside all day. <laughs> Right. But where were you? I was in the passenger seat and I did not make an attempt to uh, displace you in the driver's seat is what you're getting at. I think. Right. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Now, it's not like I enjoyed the time. Right. <laughs> like also, this is like token truck, bro. Right. Like yeah. I'm, the, I'm the truck part of Apex adjacent. If and anything, the, the V8 part. Yeah. Right. I should be liking this more than anything. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Right yeah. out of the two of us, right? Yeah, I mean, look at our faces. Like we weren't really that happy. Well, because I think you know, on paper, louder, bigger engine. You know, at least me, I should be in. Yeah, right. You know? I, we thought we would have a hoot, right? We thought we were basically so driving a Hellcat. Yeah, I was so excited to get into it. You know, because I've driven that engine in other products, and I loved it. Yeah. It's it's. It's hilarious right. and it is it is like dumb and hilarious and you know in that way right right it as much as like as much as like trying to run the wrong way on an escalator is right yeah you know and sort of like in the same way that the hellcat is right just it's not it's not the fastest car you could drive right like, it's just dumb fun right like right. it's it's silly and and I thought that was going to be more appealing. And for whatever reason, that combination with that car, and I think the high, the super high hood line also kind of turned me off. It just felt very like, like, I mean, of course it's unnecessary, but like aggressively unnecessary. Right. Right. Like that, the, the, the 392 took my lunch money. Like, it, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, which yeah. again, it's a mirror. It says more about us than it does the car. But yeah, I mean, a 392 100% shoved me in a locker yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. It made me think of a kid named Tim that used to punch me in sixth grade every day. See? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yeah. Fucking Tim. Fucking Tim, man. Tim and his 392 cubic inch engine. <laughs> Well, we're over here toot tooting and, and boosting in a four by E. Right? Yeah. 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 So great. Yeah. Well, I, thanks for showing embarrassing pictures of my face. <laughs> well, thank you for taking such great pictures of your time with the with the four by E. Yeah, thanks. We had I man, I had such 
such a great time with it. And also, I mean, the endorsement that everybody has really been waiting for. Uh, Nico, my seven-year-old. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has been asking me if there's an electric Jeep because he's very into, he likes cars. Uh-huh. And he loves electric stuff. And he shouts whenever he sees a Tesla because he thinks Tesla is just like the coolest because sure. it's an electric car. He was just over the fucking moon about this thing. <laughs> he could not get enough about of it and just like loved his time with it. Wants one. Like he he's asked me about it several times since. You know, when we can get it back and when we can have when we can buy one and all this stuff. Uh yeah, he was in absolute love with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it babied very well. It it childed very well. Oh, they were, they were so ecstatic about it. Like they spent probably 30 minutes just Mm -hmm. crawling through it and poking stuff and just like, look at this thing. Cause it's, you know, it looks like a, it's a big toy. Right. Right. Yeah. They were so geeked about it. And then, you know, I was also geeked about it. So the whole family right. was just like super on the same page and having a great time with it. So nice. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Nice. And at the end of the day, like you don't have a giant V eight that's shouting. And guess yeah. what happens? Yeah. Your kids right. can go the hell to sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Look yeah. at them knocked out. Oh, I mean, that was after a full day of like you know, goofing around in the mountains and and you know, going up fire roads that we normally wouldn't go up. Right. Um, it was yeah. Right. It, it did a great job of knocking them out, which is exactly what you want. So it was right? man, we loved our time with it. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's it it makes us think it sticks with us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite press cars we've gotten. It's yeah, and I, I, we're going to talk about this again with, the, with the, you know, um, I think every time we drive a, a plug-in hybrid now, but yeah, it, that the the plug-in hybrid thing just really is sort of the ideal situation, right? Like mm-hmm. because it it works for everything and at this point it makes every car better like and it's different than it was even just five years ago because oh yeah oh yeah you drove a hybrid five years ago and it was kind of miserable you know yeah it depended on the hybrid right like i think my wife's you know 450h like where it's like a v6 acting like a v8 that's great Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah, you know but like yeah but it was a really mixed bag right yeah and i think at least the last few that we've driven like man they're fun yeah they're just they've got it figured out now i I was Um, telling my brother-in-law like because they're they're in the market for a new car right and he was like just like on paper looking at i think like an audi uh maybe q5 like versus the q5 plug-in hybrid that i think is new right and he was like well you know it's heavier and it's like and it's this and that, you know, and it's more expensive. And I was like, you need to just throw paper away when it comes to like comparing a standard vehicle to a plug-in hybrid vehicle. You have to judge all of this stuff now with your butt because yeah. it's so different. Like you cannot be stat driven. Like you have to go experience it, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, it's more stuff that may break down the road, but like, 
you know, if whatever, like it's, it's an innovation that like I'm super behind with, with like drivetrain changes like this. Like I freaking love it, man. Yeah. Like I said, if you make me like a RAV4, come on. Like what pill did you give me? I know. Yeah. I, I keep thinking the same thing and you know, I'm, Again, the Jeep, like I'm not a Jeep person, but like right. there's just like some magical combination. And maybe that maybe that will wear off when everything is like this and and you know, everything's back to kind of level playing field or whatever. But right, like, right. I yeah, I don't know. It was just super compelling and it really it just the plug in hybrid thing got rid of so many of the things that I didn't like about yeah. the Jeeps. Right. Um and it, yeah. It, and we didn't think it would, right? That's the thing. No. Like we had different expectations. Like it's, I don't know. Like it's always so nice to like just be pleasantly surprised. And that that's what this car was. It was just like pleasant surprise after pleasant surprise after pleasant surprise. Yeah. I went into it with such low expectations. I think that was part, part of it. But like, yeah, the like getting it, getting it up to the mountains yeah, I was I was already really liked it when we drove it the first time when we didn't really have any battery. Right. You know, right. we were just driving on the turbo engine. We were like, oh yeah, this is great. I, I gave it to you with zero battery charge. You're, I know. You're That's welcome. Fine. But then, you know, driving around town on the battery, that was it, you know, just as great as I thought it was gonna be. And I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Yeah. But then getting it up in the mountains with the battery charged right. was just a total like you know like driving up there on the highway in the eco save mode i was like oh i've i think maybe i've misjudged like i i gave this thing too much credit it's a jeep it's kind of terrible on the highway and then i got up there and put it into electric mode on this trail and i was just like (laughs) right like it's so good right it's so good to drive in an electric mode on a trail. Uh, it like forgives so many things. Like, right. If this is what you do for fun, then you you need that. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, it's great. And then there was this whole uncoupling of like the agro persona, like all of this yeah. just stuff just kind of fell away. And like, we didn't think about it. Right. Until yeah, we saw think- that coming from somewhere else. Right. And I didn't think it would. And it, I, cause I didn't even think about it when you're right. When I was in the car at first, it was like, oh, no, this is just fun. And then reflecting back on it later. And especially, I think if we, if we hadn't driven that 392, I don't think that would yeah. have occurred to us as much yes. because it yes. was like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Um, it, yeah. I, I have something for this. Can you hang on for a minute? Oh, I can hang on. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. He's yeah. back. Yeah. Dave, yes. I have something for this. Okay. This is the Wrangler 4XE. Is it cake? It's cake. It's cake? I have it. Oh, and you're eating it too? Is that what's happening? I am. I appreciate you shoving your mouth full of baked goods. Chantilly cake. During during the show. This is a regular 4XE, Ian. Your cake and eating it, too. That was definitely worth the, <laughs> worth the wait. Worth the wait, wasn't it? 
it was worth me running running <laughs> on on a hardwood floor and sock feet and running up and down wooden stairs yeah putting my yeah. life at risk in my own house yeah yeah oh you're still he's still going still still eating it still i'm gonna finish it putting things in his mouth during an audio yeah everybody recording. loves it when people eat on a podcast uh-huh mm-hmm. well i think i think we we done plumbed the depths of the the wrangler four by e we did four xe what do you for you you say four xe i I don't ever trust me for saying something don't ever use me as a source of truth for how to pronounce things spell things where things are located like what happened when yeah don't i will say i think four by e is very corny Mm -hmm. but whatever we'll go with it hey whatever it works you could call it like flippy magoo like whippersnapper and i'd still love the freaking car i don't care you could call it dave is an asshole and i would like the car (laughs) yeah the format is it's clever sure sure yeah yeah you can Uh, name the car my social security number and it's fine (laughs) right yeah 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 it's it better be good to get away with that cutesy of a name right and it is so it does yeah right um but that i think wraps up our very special very special very special episode uh we will be back to regular uh programming next week by which i mean barely talking about cars Um, yeah. If you enjoyed this, what, what should what should the people do? Should they have enjoyed this? Well, I think it, if you're in the market for a Jeep, seriously, you are doing yourself a disservice if you're not driving a four by E. If you're not at least looking at it, period. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's it, right? Like yeah. you are you're you are causing yourself a massive blind spot, right? So that's that just needs to be said. Should you be looking to buy a Jeep, right? Then, you know, it, I, I we definitely need to thank thank uh, Stellantis. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so yeah. So Jeep for giving us this Jeep for a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we're very very thankful for that. So um, yeah. I, yeah. So anyway, if you if you want to to see more stuff like this, if you want to see Ian and I like nerd out over a vehicle, you know, like get some folks to subscribe to us on YouTube and we'll get some more chances to have vehicles. Right. That's yep. the kind of stuff that's driving this. Right. Or so on the, the iTunes, maybe when you go see your, uh, your family for the holidays this year, go mm-hmm. subscribe all their devices to our show. Please do. Uh, <laughs> Please do. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Email us apex adjacent at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a, or text us at 720-515-1391. Yeah. Tenth caller gets nothing. <laughs> and, and we're on all the media social places. Yeah. Um, we love you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>